Hello, Scary Dolls. Welcome back to another live show. Yay. Hello. I'm Mandy. I'm Ashley. Um, Caro. And you are listening to Scary Not Scary Podcast live. Live. From our home. Yay. <laughs> because we're all quarantined still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've been good this time. I, I listen. Live zero HEV today. Well, I had to get food. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that is so I had to go get my essentials. <laughs> Ramen noodles. <laughs> and hair dye. And hair dye. Let's go get the essentials right now. What is that sound? What is that? My is that cat. my mic? Oh. Oh. I'm on to my cat. He's like playing with his little ball. So how is everybody doing today? Those of you that just logged on. <laughs> Good. Sorry, okay. My cat. Awesome. <laughs> I know. So we were just talking about how I was watching Tiger King because, you know, I was left out. Everybody watched it except for me. <laughs> yeah, you were late. You were a little late, girl. I was real late. <laughs> I binged it, though, all, all day Saturday. I mean, not like there's anything else to do. <laughs> it was funny because when Tim got home, he walked in. I was probably like on like the second to the last episode. He walked in and he looked at the TV. He looked at me and just shook his head and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tim. Join the fun. <laughs> it's fun. funny. Come on, cat. It's fun. So when I was little, I had an imaginary friend and her name was Cat. Oh, This is not a lie. <laughs> and uh, my uncle has always made fun of me because they said that whenever I was playing with her, I would run around like, Come on, cat. It's fun. Come on, cat. I don't think I ever had an imaginary friend. I think I did. His name was Panchos. <laughs> Panchos? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, so today is all about haunted asylums. Asylums. Ooh. So our very first live show, we got a lot of suggestions for us to cover asylums. And I'm not going to lie, I was kind of like, I want this to be a studio episode, but we have to give y'all what y'all want because, you know, we're quarantined and we're at home. So we'll do it on the live show just for you guys. How exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Because we love y'all. Because we love y'all. You know what? There's a lot of hunted asylums, so we'll do it again. It's okay. We can redo this episode. Yeah, asylums. Mm-hmm. There's so many literally around the world. Like I saw one and I read upon one in Tokyo. Oh yeah, me too. Ooh, I want to do that one next time. I called it. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> You're so rude. <laughs> that doesn't count. Just kidding. Yes, it does. Everybody's my witness. I called it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> um. So yes, we're gonna do haunted asylums, and I'm not gonna lie. Um, I was still kind of doing some notes right before we started because I found some other creepy stories about the one that I'm covering and I needed to get them written down and maybe I, I got scared a couple of times. Mm. I won't, I will not comment on that. I, I like will that. not. I See, will I'm not the only one. Or deny <laughs> that I got scared. <laughs> okay, look, only because I was sitting at my dinner table and you know that there's that huge mirror accent wall that's right behind it. Yeah. So I had my back toward, yeah, I just 
for a moment I thought maybe I saw something, but it was just him passing by in the mirror. <laughs> oh my god. Don't you ever feel though like I don't know if it's just me, but like your mirror is hiding like a whole different dimension. Like yes. you know what I mean? This is why I don't like mirrors. Like, or like you look away and there's someone still there, but it's you. I don't know. Or, or like late at night, if I have to go and like make the baby a bottle or something, I'll like just keep my head down as I'm walking through the kitchen because there's that big accent mirror that I have. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to look inside it because she always wakes up between three and four in the morning. And I'm like, why do you have to wake up at that hour? <laughs> nope. Like, Can it be at two? <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, one thing before we get started. So I was home alone yesterday. Yes. Yesterday, Sunday. Yes. Sorry. My days are mixed up. I don't know what day it is. Mm-hmm. What's today, Monday? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was home alone yesterday and I was downstairs, me and the baby just woke up, we are watching TV, and then I heard three stomps and a bang up in the, up, I was up in the liver clinic, sorry, I'm still thinking I'm at work, um, mm-hmm. upstairs in the loft. And for a moment, I was like, what did Tim drop? And then it dawned on me, he's not home. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, hell no, uh-uh. But I wasn't thinking paranormal, I was thinking freaking raccoons. Oh. Y'all know how I feel about raccoons. Yeah. No. I don't know. And I came up here, I checked, nothing fell. But when Tim got home, he checked the closet that we have up here. And I guess one of the boxes fell inside the closet. So it's blocking the door from opening. But I told him, but how would that box fall? Like it's been, they've been stacked up like that for like months. And like what made it fall down? And he goes, I don't know, maybe a raccoon's in there. I was like, don't tell me that. Raccoons. That means they're in the house. I know. <laughs> oh no, I don't do raccoons. I hate Thank it. You. I hate them. No. It it could be. I mean, our little cracker box fell over the refrigerator and it freaked me the flip out. Mm mm. I was, was like, a roach. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I a roach. It's a little. Roach. It was a big ass box. That's a pretty powerful roach, man. It was a ghost of a roach. It probably was because that's we were watching that creepy, creepy episode of Smallville that you forgot to tell me about. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. What episode? The one what? where the creepy doll where the little girl is like supposedly a ghost, but she's really just a clone like her dad cloned her. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, oh, I was yeah. like, Mandy didn't tell me that this was creepy. And then a doll started talking out of nowhere. I was like, oh, <laughs> hell no. There's a few more episodes like that, I think. Oh, there you go. There's your heads up, girl. I haven't seen Smallville <laughs> in here. I can't tell you, like, what season, which episode. I just know it's a couple of them. Oh, yeah. But it's okay. It's really good, so you won't be able to, you know, it's sure. a good show. <laughs> yeah, it's a good show. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and get started. Um, so what I, the asylum I covered is Beechworth Lunatic Asylum, and we are going to be traveling to Australia today, Victoria, Australia, because this is the closest we'll have, we'll get to traveling now. <laughs> so uh, Beechworth Asylum was the largest asylum of all of Australia. By the time the asylum closed its doors for good in 1995, numerous patients had died during the during its 128-year reign and was voted the most haunted buildings in Australia. Damn. So literally when I looked up this asylum, 
it was it, it it had like the number one haunted building in all of Australia. Like there's some other haunted like asylum like small asylums that they have, um, but this one was ranked number one. Ooh. And now I know why. <laughs> Great, fighted. I'm not. So, <laughs> I was really upset about this, but at the same time, I wasn't surprised. So it didn't take much for somebody to become a patient at the asylum. Um, so basically, all it took was a request of a friend or a relative and the signature of a medical doctor um, to basically declare that you were mentally unstable. So basically, if a husband wanted to get rid of his wife, all he had to do was go get a doctor to agree that she was unstable. They would sign the papers and then send her to the asylum. So almost all of the patients that were in this insane asylum were because the family members are trying to get rid of them, a husband or a wife was trying to get rid of their significant other. Ew. That's horrible. Mm -hmm. Tim, Mm -hmm. if you ever do this to me, I'm going to hunt you for the rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. Yeah, so that's basically all it took. It was super sad. Like, that's insane, dude. That's insane, I know. Yeah, well, I kind of feel like back then this is how things were. Yeah, like things, everything was super easy. Yeah, so um, some physicians who are alive in present day did some interviews, and they did state that there was a lot of troubled patients. Um, a lot of the patients went through brutal treatment. And they had little hope to escape. So the Beachwood Asylum did not just treat adults. They um, treated children. They treated um, criminally insane. So anybody who was tried um, tried through the system and were considered criminally insane, they stayed at this facility as well. So the asylum was in full operation from 1867 through 1995. There were over 3,000 reported deaths. And probably more deaths that were unreported. So those were just just the reported deaths that Jeez. were accounted for. Mm. So the asylum um, could treat as as many as twelve hundred patients at one time. Um, that was if there were free beds. So basically, like if there was one bed that was open, the next day it would be filled up right away. It was just like when one person died, the next day, like. That there was another a new patient in there. It didn't matter. Like it, it, it was like from one day to the next. Oh my god! Um, so basically, one patient would die, so another could fill it, or be released. But if a patient was released, they were released um, to be more insane than when they went in because of the brutal treatment that they went through. Patients oh were subjected to electroshock therapy. Some were experimented on with different drugs that weren't approved yet. Others were beaten half the time. Others are beaten and half the time they were beaten to death. Um, so this facility was home to a thousand, was home to thousands and the place of torture and death to most. Some patients would share tiny rooms with nothing but a metal bed frame and an itchy blanket. Some would be confined in padded white cells depending on their level of insanity. Since the closure, the asylum was converted into a hotel a conference center, and even a, uh, even a building for a university campus. But all of these people tried to convert this building, but it, they failed. So whoever and whatever is lurking in the walls of the asylum did not like the disturbance of rebuild. Um, paranormal activity that was there was letting itself known to everybody. So it didn't 
no matter whether you're like sensitive to paranormal, whether you believe it or not, a lot of people reported that they, they would see everything. Like these spirits, like the paranormal activities there was like insane. Dang. So this is why all the attempts to refurbish the old building was a fail. Um, a lot of the times patients would go missing and then be found dead weeks later. An example of this was um, there is a male patient that was reported missing. And the only reason why he was found a few weeks later was because the residents, there was a resident dog named Max. Um, he was he was found um, chewing on a human leg bone. <gasps> then oh, my God. <laughs> patient, the patient was found in a tree with one leg missing. So his body was so decayed that his leg fell off and then the dog was found chewing on it. Till this day, no one knows how the patient ended up in the tree. So there's a lot of conspiracies saying that this patient was trying to escape. Um, a lot of patients, I mean, a lot of other theories were saying that um, one of the doctors were doing experiments on this patient. Um, and, you know, there's other ones, too, saying that he was like human sacrifice or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. There's so much stuff on this asylum. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> Literally. Dude, mm. for his leg to like fall. Okay. How long was he dead for his so, leg to be? So like- they said that he was missing for a few weeks, supposedly. But they said that his body was so decayed that his leg fell off. But I call bullshit because if his leg was if he was that decomposed, he was mm-hmm. missing more than a few weeks. Yeah. Probably There's not- no way. It was probably months and then they realized he was missing and then the so-called search was for a few weeks until they found the dog chewing on his leg. Uh, oh, man. My theory is that it was all a cover-up. They said that he was missing for a few weeks, but it really was months. They never reported it until the dog was actually found chewing the leg. Then they had no choice but to look for the patient. Yeah, kind of like, oh, well, he like is gone, so he's out of our hands. And then, oh, mm-hmm. crap, and we got to mm-hmm. say, like, we did something. Yep. Ugh. Ooh, that sucks. Exactly. Okay. So everyone feared, and I'm going to butcher this, and I tried looking up on Google Translate and it didn't help me at all. So I'm just going to say it how I want to say it. So everyone feared that it's called the Grievia Wing. I'm going to say Grievia Wing. Um, Back then, when you ended up in that wing, it meant that it meant a number of things. It meant that you were. Basically, you're going to die either from torture or you're going to be brain dead due to electroshock therapy. Um, There are many apparitions and voices that are heard down this hallway back then when, like, it was open and then now in the present day. Wow. Yeah. So, and then um, down in the basement of the hospital, there are doctors and their unknown assistants who would store dead bodies in bags. And what they would do is they would actually be experimented on. Some say these bodies were down there in the basement for months before they were even being laid to rest by family members. Others were offered up for for demonic demonic rituals and black magic. Um, Supposedly devil worshiping, devil worshipers, I'm sorry, devil worshiping and human sacrificing was said to be held down in the basement as well. Most of these bodies were of those who did not have any friends or family to claim them. So there were no questions asked on why these bodies were never laid to rest. 
Um, a lot of paranormal investigators stated that when they go down, uh, I'm sorry, a lot of paranormal investigators stated that the reason why there's so much evil and darkness um, in the facility is because what went on in the basement, along with all the torture and torment that these patients went through. Oh, so there was yeah. a photo that was taken by ghost hunter Alan Tiller. And I want to see if I could put it in the, in the chat. I know. I was trying to see if I could put it in the chat, but I can't. Whack. Okay, I'm going to post it on our Instagram later on tonight. So if y'all want to check out our Instagram later, I'll post it on there. But I don't think it'll let me put it in the chat. That would be really cool. So basically, he captures a young child kneeling down. And the most feared part of the building, which is the, the Grivia wing, um, he also stated that him and his partner who was, with, who was with him witnessed the doors being slammed open and shut, heavy footsteps. They caught a dark voice on the EVP saying, get out. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so like this picture that he took is super clear. Like you see like a little girl kneeling down and just staring at the camera. Like she's staring at me right now. Please don't send it. Don't don't send it to me. Send it to me I'm right now. You know, text message. So I can look at it. Thank you. <laughs> no thanks. You want to hear their reaction real time? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Ashley's. She's gonna be like. Uh, <laughs> right. Let me prepare myself. I'm ready. I'm sending it to them right now. I want to see, see this picture. Guys, you really wish y'all can see it right now. It says. Oh, I got the that text. That would be cool if it <gasps> Wow. Girl. <laughs> like, that is a little girl. Holy crap. She's <laughs> cute. It looks like she's holding something. Your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's telling you, come here, Ashley. Oh, Ashley. hell no. Buy me chicken nuggies. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me chicken nuggies. <laughs> <laughs> I will drop kick her. I don't care if she's a little ghost child. Oh no, I'm gonna call ghost CPS on you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so the most disturbing energy came from the bullpen section of the asylum. Um that supposedly this section of the asylum housed the violent and very troubled and disturbed young adults between ages of 18 through 25. Um there are many, of course dark entities throughout this facility but there are also the light entities in the facility so there's um this nurse she's known as matron sharp or i want to say sharp hay who is very caring and compassionate throughout her nursing career even in the afterlife when she was alive she would go and sit down with the patients and help them be calm um, while they were going through electroshock therapy so after she died um, she was she would be seen by other employees um, walking down the hallway. Um, sometimes the employees would see her um, knelt down by a patient's bedside and just calming them down. So they say that her light spirit um, and her angelic um, spirit was seen throughout the facility. Um, sometimes they, they said sometimes, too, like when you walk in, um, she would be seen running up to people to like greet them into the facility. Ooh. Oh, really? Yeah. 
that's like nice. they would walk in and then like she would walk up to them hi welcome oh there's another ghost his name is jay kelly so he was put into the asylum because he burned down his sister-in-law's house um so in his room he i guess he scratched his initials all over his room that he was staying in and supposedly his spirit is seen in his room um like banging on the walls or you can hear him banging on the walls like a madman um sometimes you can even see him like pacing back and forth down the hallway in front of the in front of the room that he was staying in too and um also they said that you can hear like a deep eerie laughter in his room. Yeah. Um, Another part of the asylum um, was where everybody would hang out. Um, This was mainly for like the old people and like the young kids that were there. Um, They would go hang out in, I guess it's kind of like a rec room. They had like cards there, rocking chairs. Um, They would have like toys for the kids and stuff. so like you would see like the rocking chairs rock back and forth. You would see like the the little toy balls going back and forth um, across the rooms and stuff. And then there's another one too. Oh, and supposedly, is it in the rec room? Hold on, I'm gonna turn my light on because it's getting dark. Are you scared? Just a little. <laughs> my room is dark. I just have one candle on. Okay, my light is on. You may continue. Oh, it is the rec room. So in the rec room, there is a young girl that's being seen smiling and laughing. Um, and also, too, she's being seen um, kneeling down in front of the wall and scratching the, wall, scratching the concrete wall with her nails and then wailing in distress. Uh, Why are they always like kneeling, scratching something, crying, and <laughs> laughing? So no. I mean, it's an insane asylum. Yeah. I don't think, well, even as ghosts. The question comes up: Is is that the little girl that um, the ghost hunter Alan um, caught in his photo that he took? Ooh, I think maybe that makes I sense. I want to say yes. Mm. Right. I don't know. I would think so. So there's another spirit. His name is Tommy Kennedy. Um, so he was working in um, he was working in the kitchens. He ended up getting killed. Um, and supposedly, when you walk through the kitchen, um, you'll feel somebody like pass by you. Like you'll feel somebody hit your arm or um, poke you. Um, a lot of like ghost hunters and like uh, paranormal investigators that went through the kitchen stated that they would feel somebody like jabbing something like at their ribs, oh. not like a finger, more like, um, like if it was a butter knife or like a knife po- uh, poking at the ribs. Uh. Is there ghost knives? Rude. <laughs> Maybe. <Yeah. laughs> there's, um, there's a hallway. I'm sorry. There's, a wall that's known as the ha ha wall. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so at the ha ha wall, it says that you may encounter a dead ghost body laying on the ground beneath the high window. So supposedly the poor woman, uh, there is a woman that was pushed to her death after a patient wanted her cigarettes. Oh. <laughs> so at this ha ha wall, <laughs> you'll see the apparition of this ghost body laying there oh no thanks 
That's weird. I, uh, so a lot of people say too, if you end up going on a ghost tour at this facility and if you take your kids with you, that for everybody not to be surprised if your kid starts talking to other unseen children that are there, they have an imaginary friend. Um, a lot of the times too, um, people say that they hear laughter and giggles surrounding the building and uh, and outside surrounding inside the building and outside the building what? <sighs> mandy why do you always have to pick scary ones i didn't mean to that's why i said i kind of freaked out when i was doing my <laughs> research oh she meant it <laughs> so i actually found all of these on creepyghoststories.com by accident all i did was like look up the the facility and then i found like their actual website and then this um, website popped up and I clicked on it and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Fabulous. Supposedly um, down the hallways too, you'll see like red glowing eyes down the hallway. Oh no. Mm. Um, some say that there's like super dark energy. You just feel like an ugly energy. Um, you'll get like a shooting pain um, in your chest. You'll get, start getting stomach cramps. You'll get dizziness. I'm allowed to say that there's, um, you'll, you'll also start smelling stench of rotten flesh. Supposedly people have seen the devil himself at the asylum because of all the evilness and nasty stuff that went on there when they were, um, when they were open. So there's a bunch of stuff. It's scary. I'm not going to lie. I was scared when I was reading this. <laughs> oh, hell no. You bro. can <laughs> you can do ghost tours there. Um, they do multiple ghost tours. Um, they do historical tours um, where you just go basically for the history, which Ashley, I think that's what you would do. I'm not stepping foot in that thing. Um, they do paranormal investigation tours. So they do like the ghost tours oh. where like they're just going through the facility and they're showing you like the different rooms there. And then they do like paranormal investigations where you like you stay there and they host like paranormal investigations, like overnight stuff or whatever. And so oh, wow. um, they also have like special events there too. Um, I'm not sure what the special events are. Your wedding. It's like reenactments <laughs> that they have there. Imagine somebody like having their wedding there. <laughs> no, I know. So if you're ever in Australia, go ahead and book a tour with, um, go ahead and book a tour with them. I'll put their website on our Instagram. <laughs> in case you want to have your wedding there, who knows? <laughs> book a tour. Yeah. So that's Beechworth Lunatic Asylum in Victoria, Australia. Unfortunately, as you all know, the tours and stuff have been postponed. Has been postponed yeah. <laughs> um, uh, through May. Um, yeah, they've been postponed till May. Um, and they're basically updating like all their websites and stuff. But yeah, so I think you guys should look it up because there's like a lot of uh, different stories. A lot of people post pictures that they've captured there. Somebody posted like an EVP on the website too that they captured. I wasn't brave enough to um, click on it because I was by myself in the kitchen. <laughs> so I was in the kitchen by food while I was doing my research. <laughs> I do the same thing. Mm. Yeah, so you guys should look it up. That I'm fine. Fun. I'm, I'm, I, I will trust your information. <laughs> yes, no? I trust you. 
Yeah, I trust you. No, I would. I'll look it up. I like that. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and get um, some of the pictures posted um, on Instagram. I'll post them tonight so you guys can. So everybody who's joining us tonight, y'all could go on our Instagram and look at the scary ghost girl picture. <laughs> She's actually kind of cute. She is. I mean, mm-hmm. I <laughs> Okay, ready? Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Uh, it's because I always have to ask because sometimes you'll come up or like all of y'all will come up with like, oh, and like an extra little thing. Um, okay, so I did mine on Waverly Hills Sanatorium. <clears throat> so during the 1800s and 1900s, um, it was like a big time for tuberculosis. Um, it was like... Con- I mean, it was very terrifying and contagious. So back then, there was, like, no cure. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky had, like, the highest death rate in America. Uh, Eventually, with, like, donations and I guess somebody gave them a land or something, they started building a hospital. So they started building this hospital, which is the Waverly Hill Sanatorium, in 1924. And then it opened in 1926. So it was considered the most advanced TB sanatorium in the country since there was like no medications um the patients were offered I mean they were just offered like rest fresh air food so like basically they just to keep them quarantined you know what I mean like so it was kind of sad because they had to like take them away from their families and stuff but they started like experimenting on these people so um patients were like exposed to UV lights so they had them in this these rooms called the sun rooms, but they were like artificial lights. Um, so that that's bad for your skin, obviously. And then also like the fresh air rooms, it could be snowing outside and these patients were sitting out there like covered in snow. So that was like, yeah. So it was like, or like imagine like either cold or like really hot. So they were outside just like thinking fresh air was going to cure them. Um some of them had balloons implanted in their lungs. So, like, they would actually do procedures to implant balloons in their lungs and then take out two of their ribs and then expand the balloons. And that would kind of, like, to them, it would kind of fill them up with air and air was supposed to cure TB. I don't know where, I don't know what they were thinking, but um, not a lot of people survived this operation i mean balloons in your lungs um i mean the people that survived they walked out through the front door but some people left through the body chute so the body chute was a tunnel that went from the hospital to railroad tracks they would throw these bodies down the chute and then like at the other end people were throwing the bodies into like these train things and um they would like take them away secretly so the other patients wouldn't see because they cared about the patient's like mental state as well as like their physical state. That's what it would say. Um, so by like the 1930s, tuberculosis had begun to decline. Um, and then by like 1943, there was like already medication. So in 1961, it was closed down, but then it was reopened years later. Um, and then from there, there was like stories um that people would say. And then there was also unusual experiments like electroshock therapy. Um, 
there was also a lot of budget cuts in the 60s and 70s and it made like mistreatments and horrible conditions and stuff like that. So in 1982, like the facility closed for good, but it is considered one of the most haunted places here in the U.S. Um, The hospital gained a reputation for being haunted and people started sharing like their stories. They would see a little girl running down the hall. They would see like a little boy that plays with a leather ball. Um, They would see like a ghost hearse. That's kind of scary, but like a hearse that would drop off coffins. Um, Yeah, that's kind of weird. They would see a woman with bleeding wrists that was running around crying, asking for help. Like, I mean, I would kind of be scared if I saw that. Um, The doors were always slamming. Lights and windows were like... I mean, the lights would flicker and stuff, but there was no electricity. So how would there be light, you know? So people were like, why is there light there? There's no power. Um, People would hear like strange sounds, footsteps. They would see a man in like a white coat. They would see him walk towards the kitchen. And then there was like this smell of like freshly baked bread. So I'm guessing that might have been like the baker or like the chef or whatever. Yeah. So, um. I mean, that would be a kind of like a nice ghost, right? Like he's just baking bread. I <laughs> so um, there was also in the fifth floor, room 502. This happened at two different times. Two of the nurses committed suicide. One was 29. She was pregnant. And I think like her husband or her boyfriend like left her and she got depressed. She hung herself from the light fixing or whatever. So she hung herself. And then the other nurse that also died, technically, she didn't die in that room, but she threw herself out the balcony from that room, room 502. So people were saying, like, what the heck are they seeing in this room? Or, like, I don't know, maybe there's something there, like, telling them to kill themselves. Um, Sorry, my cat is, like, on my paper. Scoot over (laughs) and then like um so it was bought or whatever in like 2001 or something and people are like restoring it but like the people that are restoring it they see like slamming doors they see the lights flicker um people get smacked by like unseen (laughs) i just imagine somebody getting slapped on their butt (laughs) yeah like well like imagine you're just there doing your job and someone smacks you either on the the face yeah (laughs) do it right (laughs) so they they're struck by unseen hands um and i think it's open right now but they just do like tours it's not like an open facility um, not in the website I read it. I think I read it on AmericanHauntings.com. Um, that's pretty much all I got. I thought I got a lot more because I got like four pages, but I forgot I write kind of big. So, um, <laughs> yeah, this is in, in Kentucky. So it's Kentucky? Called, yeah, it says it's Kentucky's Hospital of the Damned. That's what they named it. I'm like, oh, oh chill wow. out. But, I mean, I thought that was pretty interesting. What are you doing? Sorry. So the, the place is still open, though? Like, like yeah, the people. Yeah, um, the people that bought it, they said that their goal is to restore it. Um, so, I mean, it's not being used, like, as a facility for patients. It's right now, they're just, like, restoring it, and they'll probably do some ghost tours. 
because um, there's stories of people going on ghost tours there. But yeah, I mean, you can go to Kentucky and go take a ghost tour there. I wonder, I wonder, like, when they start restoring it and do, like, the renovations and stuff, if they're going to get more activity. Well, I mean, that always someone happens. got smacked. <laughs> I'm going to walk in there with a with a fake booty, like, smack me. Smack me, honey. Okay. But yes, that was my my little short story. Woo. Well, I mean, mine are nowhere close to like y'all's because there's only been one, technically one reported like actual apparition that's been seen, but the rest is just like creepy stuff. So I did mine on the Danvers State Hospital, aka the Danvers Lunatic Asylum. So this one's located in Danvers, Massachusetts. Um, it was built in 1874 by Nathaniel Brandley. Um, it is 178 acres big. Like, it's huge. Um, it's basically, it, it looks like a mansion almost, like a big, like it had so many different sections to it. And they even like added on over the years. So it became this massive like hospital. And the reason they built this hospital was because, um, there was the main state hospital that housed um, that housed like psych patients. That closed down. Um, I think it was in South Boston. It closed down, and so the other surrounding hospitals they were like at capacity. Like there was one hospital that could only hold like a thousand people, and mm-hmm. including like nurses and stuff like that too. But it could only house a thousand people. And it was holding holding over like fifteen. It was like fifteen hundred. So they were like five hundred over capacity. So everybody and all the other surrounding hospitals were so um, like packed. Like there was no room. So that's why they decided to make it this one. So it officially opened uh, May first in eighteen seventy one. Um, but it is closed now, and it actually was demolished in two thousand six. So it's no longer there. Um, so basically, and I, what I thought was kind of cool about it was it's it's located like on a hill, right? So it's like a 257 feet high hill um, that it was, it used to be like a, it was a like this, the hospital, right? But before that, it was called Hawthorne Hill and it housed like little tiny like houses everywhere. And it actually, you know, the judge that was in the Salem witch trials, John Thorne, mm-hmm. he actually lived on that um, hill. Like he used to live there. Like he had a house and everything there, and uh, before the hospital was built. So that's why everyone's kind of like, "Ooh, it was like already kind of like cursed and haunted because they built it like where the judge used to live." You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, yeah. So basically, the hospital it has most of what I've noticed is a lot of hospitals, they have this. So just like in Mandy's and in yours, they did a lot of experiments. Um, they did like the, um, what is it called? The, the shock Electroshock. therapy. Yeah, they did yeah. electroshock therapy. They even did lobotomies on people there. Like, and they did what's called hydro, hydro shock. It has to do something with water, kind of like the electric shock, but it's something to do with water. I, I don't really know what it was because it started getting very scientific and 
I didn't understand that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, there was kind of like Mandy's as well. Like there was this girl, the most famous patient that was there. Her name was Marie ba- Balter. She was basically abused as a child. Um, and then she was put into foster care and she got adopted. Um, but her adopted parents were also very, like they would neglect her. They would physically and emotionally abuse her. So she became very like, um, she had severe anxiety and she would suffer from like depression and all that kind of stuff. So they actually admitted her to the Danvers state hospital and she was misdiagnosed. She was actually diagnosed as having schizophrenia, um, so they put her on so many, like, um, uh, what's it called, medications and all these kind of, like, um, antipsychotic drugs and all these different kind of experiments for schizophrenia, which actually made her worse than what she was because she didn't have schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. So I think she was uh, she was taking all of those for a good, like, couple of years because she was in there for, like, 20 years in the hospital. Um, yeah, it's like, okay, so it's 20 years combined because she was a patient and then she got released and then she returned to the hospital. So she finally got the right diagnosis of medication and she was actually thriving after after that. So she was like considered not crazy anymore. So they released her and she actually got married. She went back to school and she got her master's degree in psychology. And she returned to the hospital and she actually became one of the spokespersons for the hospital. And she was like the head um, administrator in the hospital. Dude, good for her. I know, right? Like after they figured out that, oh, she doesn't have schizophrenia. Oops, my bad. That sucks. Um, yeah. But, but like, I feel like that she, like her being like head is good because she already went through that, like. What the like patients are feeling, she already Yeah, like, she's that. not going to let that happen to anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So, before, um, obviously, like, before her, um, the state hospital actually had an on-site. So, basically, this um, hospital had, it was called a functioning hospital. So, it had everything. Like, it had um, living-in nurses. So, like, male and female nurses. They had their own apartments with on the on the property on site they had on site they had their own garages they had their own um uh gardens where they would grow food and fruits and vegetables and they actually had their own cemetery now the cemetery is where they had it you know like because they did have some old patients but a lot of the people and a lot of the staff say that the cemetery is because a lot of the people that they did these lobotomies and all these experimental um programs or whatever on them that some of them didn't work out and so they would die and instead of um you know like calling somebody you know or reporting it they would just bury them in the cemetery so the cemetery is supposedly super haunted so in this cemetery there's only there's only one person um or one ghost mainly that you see walking around in the hospital and um Back in, where is it? I think it was like back in like 2000 or 2002 or something like that. The hospital actually got converted into a apartment. And so people actually started living there in the hospital. So they literally just cleared out everything and made those 
patient rooms into apartments. So people were living like where people died and got like experimented on and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so, imagine. I know. <laughs> like, if they told me that or if I found that out, I'd be like, bitch, give me my damn money bag. Like, I'm not living <laughs> here. Um, but there's only one eyewitness that reports um, an apparition being seen. And it was um, a, a little girl, Geraldine, I'm going to butcher this last name, Levasseur. Le Geraldine Levasseur um, stated she saw a ghost when she lived there as a child. Um, and this ghost, she pulled the sheets off of her bed. And at first it was just like she couldn't see anything. It was just her sheets pulling off the bed. And then all of a sudden it manifested into an old scowling woman. And she said that the little girl said that she never felt threatened by a ghost before but that she confirmed that this ghost made her feel like she that she was in a death. She's like, I this ghost was like threatening me. She's like, I felt so like scared. She's like, I didn't even know what was gonna happen to me. She was like, but then all of a sudden, like it just it went away. So within the hospital, there's not many ghosts, but they say like if you walk through the hospital, you can like feel all the patient's energy. Like in some rooms, like especially where they did like the electric shock, you can feel like they're pain. And there's been some reports of people actually having like headaches or like um, like pressure points like within their head, within their chest. Um, some people feel like their arms are going to be like, like if their arms are like falling off, like they feel all types of stuff like while walking through the asylum. So it's not just like ghosts per se like there have been some ghost sightings sightings there but it's not like walking when they were walking through the hospital it was more so when they got converted into apartments is when people started like seeing little ghosts like here and there but it's nothing compared to the feelings that you get and there's a lot of cold spots there's a lot of um places where people will walk in and they feel happy and then as soon as they walk in there they feel sad, like all the energy has been drained out of them and they don't know what's going on. They'll see um, stuff in there being moved around. Um, but this was all before, because it's gone now, like they demolished it, but before, you know, they took it down. Mm -hmm. um, and then so a lot of people feel like their hands or their feet are being bound. And that's because a lot of the patients there were actually um, restrained, like in their beds. And it was it was like an automatic thing. It wasn't because, oh, the patient's being, you know, violent or something. They automatically would restrain their patients to the bit. So it was very like it was very like inhumane like over there what they would do to them. Um, so the original idea was only to house 450 patients. But by the 1920s, because they kept adding on and on and on. They were able to hold 2,300 patients, but they started getting more and more patients. Um, so they started getting more, you know, crammed. And that's when a lot of the experimental, quote unquote, experimental programs started is when they started getting crammed with more and more patients. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. So that's there sad. was actually, yeah. What I thought was cool is, have you guys ever seen the movie um, Session 9 that came out in 2001? No. Say okay. it again? What movie? S Session 9. No, it doesn't sound familiar. 
Well, I haven't seen it either, but I try, I watched a little trailer, um, a little trailer of it. Um, but it's a it's a horror movie, and I don't know too much about it. But it was actually filmed in the hospital in two thousand one. Oh, so um, some people say that well, while they were there, like on set filming in there, that a lot of the actors and stuff would um, would be the same thing. Like they never saw anything, but they would like feel cold spots. They would feel. Um, like just really bad energy. They would feel like not necessarily evil. It was just mostly a lot of like the pain and suffering of like the patients. That's what they, that's what they would feel over there. Um, scary. Yeah. So the, it was just mainly the, um, it was mainly just the, um, so in the cemetery, people would see, um, they would see like, not many ghosts, but they would just see like little, you know, like if you see like a shadow person kind of like from the corner of your eye, or if you see like something like that, you're not really sure what it is, but you know, you saw something out of the corner of your eye. Yeah. Um, like orbs and shadows and all that. Yeah. They would see a lot of, a lot of those. Scary. Yeah. And then a lot of the graves um, in the cemetery, they didn't have names or anything on them. They just, they were numbered. Like they weren't like you didn't know like who was there. It was just like you know number twenty seven, number thirty seven, something like that. That's sad. They don't even have a name. Yeah, but um, it, that that's mainly all it is. Like before it got after it got demolished, um, when it was abandoned for a very long time, for a good like seven to ten years, like it was just abandoned. So a lot of, of course, like kids and paranormal people would go in there and try to like find something, but they never could see much because a lot of like the patients in there, like they said the nurses treated them really good. It was mostly just like the doctors. They would try things on them. Um, And a lot like the building went through a lot of superintendents. Um, I think it went through like six or seven superintendents. So it was like passed on and passed on and handed off to other people. Um, but there really wasn't anything huge that happened there. It was just a lot of like, same thing, like when people would go and, um, paranormal people would go, they would just, um, they would just feel a lot of like bad stuff. Like they know a lot of bad stuff happened there, but there's not a lot of evidence like to show exactly what happened there or, you know, like what went on. And they tried to do, um, I think, I don't know who it was. They tried to do like, an interview with the with the Marie Balters girl, mm-hmm. but she wouldn't really say, like, much. She did um, create a, like, a book, and it would, um, what is it called? Uh, Nobody's Child. It was, she was a co-author with Mario Thomas. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Yeah, so she, I don't know who the actual author is, but she co-wrote the book Nobody's Child, and that actually has, um, not a whole lot, but she does have some testimonies in there from when she was um, in the hospital, and then her book was actually made into a movie in 1986, so there's also the movie, if you guys want to check it out as well, there's, I mean, there's not a whole lot in there, because she doesn't touch on one, she says she doesn't want to. Either that, or I'm thinking maybe she doesn't remember because they did a lot of stuff on her, but I don't know. She, like, suppressed the memories or something. Yeah, it could be. 
I would too if I went through that. I don't blame her. Mm-hmm. I know, but she once she left, she had made a, a commitment to herself that she wanted to like get her degree, and that way she could like, um, you know, what I'm guessing from what it says, like she wanted to maybe help those people, you know, not go through what she went through, and not being like misdiagnosed and given the wrong, you know, like medication, medications, and. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, but she's like one of the most famous ones in there. And if you read Nobody's Child, there is a little tiny um, snippet of what it was kind of like for her. In just the title breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause she was, she was abused and she was like, she was put into the foster system. And then even her other parents were not nice to her. That's sad. Domestic. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if it was like even, you know, cursed or something from the beginning because the judge or whatever that did the Salem witch trials lived there. So that's what a lot of people were saying. Like, oh, it's, you know, it was already cursed from the beginning because of that. Rumors. Right. <laughs> Rumors and lies. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, it, just, just like the negative energy could have. Negative energy itself can cause, like, activity to happen, too. So mm-hmm. that's probably what it was, too. Oh, it was manifested. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I think like, them doing, like, renovations and stuff to make it into an apartment complex, I'm pretty sure stirred all oh, of it yeah. up even more. That always happens. Like, they say, like, whenever you do, like, renovations, like, on your house, like, sometimes people, like, start experiencing paranormal activity. Yeah. Because you're disturbing the energy. Disturbing the peace. Yeah. It's but kind of scary. that's mainly it because it, it said mostly all this stuff started when they started getting overcrowded because there was too many people for the nurses and and staff to handle. So like the patient care just started like they didn't really they didn't really care or take care of that many people because there was too many of them. Like they just yeah. so they were misdiagnosing people back and forth. And they no, they, they didn't <laughs> move the graves. <laughs> they, you know what that's from, right? Yeah. <laughs> from where? <laughs> that's from um, Poltergeist. Oh, they didn't well, move from the where? <laughs> you still start. You still start the pot. She's like, no, they didn't. <laughs> what if they I did? Was like, I was like, no, they didn't. And I was like, oh wait, it's Poltergeist. <laughs> It, it doesn't say anything um, in there about it, but I highly doubt they moved all those freaking graves. They probably did just move the headstones. <laughs> That's crazy, though. That's crazy. Well, like, um, at the Beechworth Asylum, they had, like, their own, um, like, graveyard or whatever. But, like, they would, like, stack bodies, like, on top of each other. Not, like, in the same grave, but, like, they would dig the hole, put the body, bury it, and then, like, dig that hole maybe halfway again and then put the body on top of the dirt and then cover it up. Oh. It was real bad, yeah. I mean... Wow. They do that here, too, to save, like... You know what I mean? Like, when you're buying a... When you're buying a little... Well, I think that's, like, like, your... Like, if you want to be buried, like... I think like oh, but right. that's family, right? I mean, you don't want to yeah. be buried with a random. 
like I think that's like my my grandpa like he said when he passes away he wants to be buried on top of my aunt Sabrina but they're not gonna put him like directly on top of her yeah oh yeah but I think that's why they they dig so deep yeah that's how it is well that's how my my grandpa bought his little thing so it's gonna be my my grandpa and then my aunt was buried and then my grandma's gonna go on top of that it's kind of sad I totally um, forgot to mention this. So, no, um, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, take these vaccines. Just kidding. So, so um, many people over the years, like especially like paranormal groups, tried to go um, onto the site and stuff. And um, the one that I told you about, there was only one person. So, um, they they couldn't get access to the site. Like a lot of the people that tried before they started like giving tours and stuff. Um, they couldn't get access to it, but only a few of them did succeed. And there was only one team, a Rhode Island Paranormal Research Group. They invested, um, they investigated at night. And it's been like 25 years since they went and they never released any evidence of that night and they've never spoken about it. So something happened to them that night and nobody's ever talked about it. Like they said they were going to go research it and go there they got permission they went in there and that was it like they never said anything about it they never spoken about it yeah i think it's up to us to go i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) i think so too yep that's true against one ashley get your shit let's go we're going well now i know (laughs) oh after quarantine quarantine. (laughs) whenever that is uh may 13th I'm counting down. <laughs> maybe. It's not yeah, guaranteed. maybe. Maybe, maybe. That's scary. Well, the only encounter I have, I think I but I told I think I told on the episode already. It was the one here in San Antonio. Yeah. Well, actually, oh, yeah. I was going to do that one like the insane asylum that we have here. Uh-huh. But there's like a lot of stories that say it wasn't even an asylum like people just made up rumors that it was it was something else um either way it's a creepy building it was like one of those wait like a juve like a juvenile hall like where all the little bad kids go isn't there juvenile center like right next door to it yeah and also there was a there there's the state hospital right next door too and that one's still open so, I mean, it's not even a real asylum. I don't know why they named it an asylum. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know if I should even cover the story because it's it's not, like, real. You know? I yeah. mean, there's a lot of paranormal stuff that happens there. And for some reason, it's really heavily guarded. We don't know why. The next time we were. <laughs> yeah. It's but, you know? I don't know. Wait, what does it say? Yeah, that's right. It was... Also, one of those where the firemen would practice, like a training camp. Oh. Oh. Yeah, but that's why I don't understand why they call it an insane asylum. I mean, it's scary to go in and they'll shoot at you, but it's not a real asylum. They'll shoot at you and then call the cops. Yeah. I got shot at. (laughs) Mandy, too, right? Last time you went was in high school? High school, yeah. I remember when I went. I went to high school. My mom never knew that I went. Until she heard the episode. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was Michelle. like, oh, wait. "Sorry, mom." 
What's she gonna do now? I know. <laughs> She's oh like, Mira, Mira. Yeah, no, we got shot at and then the cops are called. But I didn't experience anything paranormal. It was um our friend, so my friend Madi, I went with my friend Madi and her sister and like they're mutual friends or whatever. And we all went inside. We were all holding hands. We went inside. And then there was one guy that was left outside because he didn't want to go in. Well, he told, I guess like the next day he told, he was talking to my friend's sister and was basically like, yeah, um, Madi's friend, Mandy, like, yeah, she was real scared. Like I was outside um, holding her hand and hugging her. Like she was shaking because she said that she was too scared to go inside. And then my friend was like, no, she was with us inside. And then they asked me and I was like, no, I was with y'all inside. Like, what are y'all talking about? Well, I guess the friend was saying that. That I that I was outside crying, scared because I was too scared to go inside. So he was outside hugging me, comforting me, and holding my hand. I was like, that wasn't me. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, <laughs> like, no. That was not me. <laughs> I a ghost, ghost hope. So I, was, um, I think oh, it was our black eyed kid episode. I think I was like, yeah, he was yeah. either um, hugging a black eyed kid or he was um, hugging my doppelganger. <laughs> That's weird. No thing. See, I would not like if you guys were like, okay, you can stay outside. I'd be like, bitch, no, I'm going inside. Like, I'm yeah. staying outside by myself. Yeah. Well, well he, he thought he was that, staying outside with someone. Well, he said that he was going to go inside, but then I was standing there crying, upset, and scared that I didn't want to go inside. So that's why he stayed outside to supposedly comfort me, but it wasn't <gasps> me. Just imagine like a ghost crying. So then, so then, Mari, well, my friend Mari told him and that wasn't Mandy. Like I don't know who that was. She was inside because I was there with her, her sister, the boyfriend, and then her her little sister that was with us and her friend. Like we were all together. He was the only one that didn't go inside. And we we're like, how come you didn't come inside? I don't know. So we just like kept exploring, and then come to find out because he was outside hugging. I don't know what it was. <laughs> well thank god nothing happened to him like, yeah yeah oh or, or he was outside he could have been shot yeah that too if you, if you go to the i'm not saying for you to go to the insane asylum right like here in san Antonio. yeah but no, if no, you go because like if the, you go you will get shot you, the neighbors like he don't care he will shoot your ass yeah yeah call the police wear comfortable shoes and don't stand outside because that bullet could hit you so go inside and explore. Yeah. <laughs> what if like what if it was like maybe it looked like you, but what if it was like, you know, like something good, like telling him like, bro, like don't get in, go inside because something's gonna happen to you if you do. Well, how come it let me go inside? <laughs> well, cause maybe it was because like, you were a oh, bad kid. Because <laughs> I lied to my mom. Yeah, because you like to Michelle. You don't so, like Michelle. We went to the Haunted Mansion. We, it was during Halloween time. So we went to the Haunted Mansion, and then we went to the railroad tracks, and then we were driving around the neighborhood that has all the little kids' names on the streets. And yeah. they were like, hey, let's go to the let's go to the asylum. Okay. <laughs> You're so good with peer pressure, girl. I love it. <laughs> Me? Okay. <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's Fuck go. It. <laughs> See, that's okay. why I, I'm, that's why I didn't hang out with y'all outside of high school because y'all do stuff like that. <laughs> I didn't even know you <laughs> in high school. <laughs> what are you talking about? We hung out all the time. Not in high you school. Know, like, no. <laughs> You're rude. You know what, Gato? We're gonna plan something and not tell Ashley and just drag her with us. I know. Well, I mean. 
<laughs> yeah, we need y'all to do that. You're like, Ashley, we're going to go get food. <laughs> okay. Oh, Are you taking her on Devil's Bridge? <laughs> oh, I went to the Devil's Bridge the other day. It was the other day. It was like two years ago. But I did not see anything. I even like stopped my car and stuff. And I'm like sitting there in the dark and my friend's like, can you just turn on your car? My friend Julie, she's like, can you just turn on your car? Let's go. And I'm like, no, we're at the Devil's Bridge. And she's all, what? What? She was all scared. (laughs) And then I'm like, and then I looked at her and I go, I'm just kidding. It's Jesus's bridge. She's all, it's too late. You already said Devil's Bridge. (laughs) But But I didn't see anything. I was hoping to see something or hear something, but no. Maybe because they were like, poor Ashley. Don't feel, girl, don't feel sorry for Ashley. She's a little daredevil, this one. You know, we went to the trails at night. Like, so this was when, like, the, was it when the, when they changed the times and stuff and it got, it got dark, like, at 6.30. Remember that, Ash? Me, you, Nick, and Drew? This is I tried to be supportive of my brother and his healthy habits. (laughs) We went walking around the trails. It was super late at night, and we walked through the wooded trails, and Ashley was fine. I thought I was going to die the whole time. (laughs) Hmm. I seriously did. I was like, something's behind me. They were like, oh, you want to go into this this creepy wooded, like, area where we can't see anything and it's getting dark? Sure, why not? And I'm like, guys, this is where we die. (laughs) Where at? The missions? No, um, on um, Pearsall Road, the um, the trails over there on Pearsall, <laughs> Old Pearsall. There's one the trail in the missions, like the yeah, the one mission that, that one. you that you go that you that one mission that's before you hit the haunted railroad tracks. It's like <gasps> a little mission. I think yeah. it's San Jose, something like that. San Jose, maybe it's not Espada, whatever. So like you go in the back of the little. There's like three little houses, and you can't like knock on the door or anything because there's still people like living in some of them Mm-mm. and so like you go through the back and it's literally just all like woods and if you don't know how to get back you're fucked because you're just probably gonna just stay there die out there uh-uh. yeah by the aqueducts you remember that um video that denise posted we forgot to talk about that of that With thing you. that she saw in the tree Oh, yeah. So our friend Denise, it was Denise, no, it was Destiny, not Denise. Destiny, right? One of the Ds. I think it was Destiny. It was was Destiny. So she posted a video, a Snapchat video on Facebook, and she's like, well, that's scary. And it was like a real quick video, but she zooms in on the Oh, yeah. Destiny. It was like her, it's Destiny, yeah. It was her kids, um, I guess it was like baseball practice. Like the kids are like, you know, talking, the parents are talking, and she's like, it was at it was at a church, actually. I asked her. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was at it on a church grounds. Um, See, it was Jesus. No, it wasn't. That did not look like Jesus. Well, she zoomed in on top of the tree, and to me, it looked like a lady in like a white dress. Like just picture the little girl from the ring. She's in the white dress. Her black hair is like all in front of her face. And she's just standing there staring at them from the tree. You guys, it my TV big. just turned on. <laughs> Throw it out. Throw it out. <laughs> it literally just turned on. I don't have the remote. It's on the bed. I'll double check with Destiny. Um, but she gave us the original oh. video of her Snapchat. And I can ask her. We can post it on the Instagram so you guys can oh. see it. She said we could. I had asked her. 
Oh, perfect. We'll look yeah. at it Instagram tonight and Facebook and all that so you guys can look at it. Yeah. Because it's pretty creepy. It is. And then you can let us know what you think yeah. it is. And just bless yourself afterwards. Because <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was about to go spray my holy water all over my room right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> it's Samara. <laughs> yeah, after you watch the video, um, your phone's going to ring and then Samara's going to be on your line. She's going to be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> but yeah, um, so we'll leave like the last few minutes of the episode open to you guys. Do y'all have any um, asylum encounters or stories? Stories y'all want to discuss? Yes. You almost get a no. talk like Mandy. Don't be shy. You can call in if you want to and tell us your story. Or if you're too shy to call in, you can type it out. And I'll be more than happy to read it. <laughs> oh, I think they're just shy today. Okay, Tim. Tim, Tim I believe it. <laughs> you, no, I need to put you into an asylum. <laughs> I'm going to get Dr. K to sign on the referral. Oh, he'll do it. Or Dr. I know Shen. he will. <laughs> They'll do whatever to make us happy. I know. I told I told Dr. K, I'm like, I hate wearing this mask. And he's like, that's better than the alternative. I'm like, what's the alternative? He's all intubation. I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I don't so get intubated. Intubation. Yeah. I'm like, nope. 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 So, Quinn, <laughs> do you want me to say the story that you wrote me on Instagram? Sorry. Well, too bad. I'm going to tell it anyways because I have proof here that it was okay. <laughs> we pick on Sin. He's like a frequent listener of ours. He's like always on watch parties and stuff with us. So, we feel like, we know, like we're real close to Sin. We got you. <laughs> so, I know. So, we can't pronounce his full name it's so we just say sin sin nombre i i can't do it (laughs) so sin wrote in and said the one that sticks to me the most is when me and my friend went to a late drive to relax after a long week on the way home we decided to go through a cemetery that's by the south side her idea not mine i drive us by the fence and we've always seen lights there during night lights that people leave on on headstones i guess I don't know if you get what I'm saying, but anyways, this time, this time though, she's talking to me and while I turn to look at her, her face just goes blank. At the same time, I see outside the window, there are about four to five, four to five people with candles and wearing black clothes. I didn't say anything about it only because I didn't want to freak her out just in case we didn't see the same thing. We got to her house and she starts telling me that she saw it and matched everything that I saw. I swear after that night, things kept getting strange, but stuff that's still, go- that stuff that's still going on too. So I told him, what if it was a cult? Yeah. <laughs> so then Sin wrote back and says, I want to think it was just people being there late at night. <laughs> yeah. Or it was a cult. <laughs> I think it was a cult. And he said another, he said, um, at that time, he said, at that time, I was working at Trader's Village as the ground supervisor. So I would be there early till 
early, I'll be there early to late at night. After that night, the thing happened. I went to work and no joke, that whole day I kept seeing dead birds and I think I might still have the snap pictures. Oh, I'll count how many I saw. Also, everywhere I would go, I would see cows, three of them, just standing in a triangle formation. I saw this nonstop for a week. Also saw the shape of a small dog on the road. And when I drove around it, it stood up on two legs. What? (gasps) No. I totally missed that part. This was maybe like two years ago, but I've been seeing stuff like that since I was little. Um, that is weird. Okay, Sin, I totally missed that part. What the hell? Sin, I'm, I'm gonna send you some holy water, bro. Like, you gonna I'm gonna send you some holy water. I'm <laughs> gonna go buy the guardian angel candle. I'm gonna say a prayer for you tonight. We're just gonna send you a big religious package. Like, <laughs> a big religious package. Why are you listening to our podcast? No, I'm just kidding. Listening <laughs> to us. <laughs> I sin. I totally missed that part. I'm really glad I missed that part because when you wrote this to me, it was like super late at night. So I'm pretty sure I would have freaked out. <laughs> yeah. Just so y'all know, like Mandy reads all of the stories first and then she lets me know and tells me which ones are too scary. Yeah, because when we get emails, then Ashley's like, she can't. She's like, hey, we got an email. I'm like, we did. And I look and I start reading. I'm like, oh, it's a good one. <laughs> Just tell her they're all good. <laughs> <laughs> so then, at the same cemetery, after the whole asylum thing, we drove away speeding and we went by the football field and there was a stone statue and I swear we all saw it turn. <gasps> no. Is that the is that the cemetery by over there by the railroad tracks, right? Is it that yeah. one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That one has that statue of the virgin that everyone says it looks like it's staring straight at you. Oh, like her eyes follow you, right? Wherever you go. Okay, but I can't get out of my head that you drove around this dead dog and it just stood up on its hind legs. Like, that wasn't a dog, bro. That was something else. Like, was it staring at you? Oh, hell no. Tell me. Give me details. Mm -hmm. Elaborate more on this dog that you saw. (laughs) I'm so curious. (laughs) I can't get it out of my head now. It was Courage the Cowardly Dog. F that crap, man. No way. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. If you drive by follow up, though, it's the road in the front. Leorette. Did it? Did the dog look at you though, or did it just like stood up? Did it like stand up and walk away? <laughs> Wait, Palo Alto College, right? So that's Via Rhett, I think, because my best friend lives on that street, and I'm always there. Well, before quarantine, I've never seen anything down that street though. Do you go late at night? Oh yeah, I've been there till like three in the morning. Gotta likes to be out when she's not supposed to. I'm just kidding. Gotta- <laughs> Not right now. I was home all day. Lies. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Does anybody have any other stories? What is that? I was at the stop and I saw a dog, so I drove around him. But as I drove next to it, I saw it stand up and it looked like it was looking at the truck. That's kind of creepy. That's creepy. <laughs> what if it was? No, like... I pictured. I pictured the chupacabra. Oh, 
I was what, if the, what if the dog was only like looking at you like, bro, you almost damn hit me? What the hell is wrong with <laughs> or you? Like, or like, <laughs> drive right. On hind legs though. <laughs> I don't know. No. Maybe the dog was like, square up. You almost hit me. What the hell? Maybe it was a house trained dog. Yeah. You're going to draw it? Please don't send it to me, Sin. Send it to Mandy and Carol. I don't want to see that. Like, I'm going to get scared. Send it to Ashley, please. <laughs> Wait, what? Say it again? <laughs> he said that he was going to see if he could draw it when he gets a chance. Like, oh, yeah, Sin. Send it to me on Instagram. I don't know. Oh. I still I still think he was mad because you almost hit him. He was probably like... No, oh. I think it was possessed. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it stood it up was, on its hind legs and it was like, no, Ashley, where does she live? <laughs> Sin, we're supposed to be friends, bro. Like, <laughs> really? No, Sin, send it to our Gmail account, but in the subject, put Dear Ashley or Attention Ashley. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's because we love you, Ash. Now she's not going to open up any of y'all's emails that y'all send to us. (laughs) It's okay. I'll open it and I'll make her read it. (laughs) She'll tell me it's a good one. It's not. It's a good one. It's like a picture of like a demon dog. (laughs) (laughs) On a tiny head. Wow, Tim. (gasps) See how it is. Sin. (laughs) Sin said that he's going to title it uh, pics. (laughs) <laughs> y'all wrong oh yeah guys for those of you that if it's y'all's first time listening in ashley's the pug lady you know like they have cat ladies and dogs no ashley's the pug lady the so if you ever want to send us scary stories you could put attention ashley send a scary story and at the end put like a picture of a pug <laughs> i'll forgive you if you send pugs <laughs> zombie pugs Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. They might still be cute. I don't know. Maybe. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> Betty, I'm going to save your stories for another episode because I have an idea. It I'm going to wait. I'm going to yeah, leave everybody in suspense. Suspense. Oh, zombie pugs. Not cute. Not cute. Uh-uh. <laughs> so Sin said... That he has drawings of some stuff that he's seen. Send he's to look for his book mm-hmm. and send us some recent stuff. Well, you guys, that's going to be it for tonight. Make sure you follow us on our social media, our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. I'm out of breath. At <laughs> Podcasts. Um, if you have any encounter stories you want to send in, any suggestions, anything you want to send us, send it to us at scarynotscarypodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, email us through our website at scarynotscarypodcast.com. .com. <laughs> um, and don't forget to um, leave us a review on Podbean. You can also leave us a review on the iTunes podcast app. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on everything. Don't miss a notification. We Mm -hmm. update everybody on all of our social media. Our next live show will be this coming Sunday. We took this past Sunday off because it was Easter. And it was my baby's first Easter. So we wanted to, um, you know, spend some time with her. Um, But yeah, we'll be on again next Sunday at our normal time. What time is it? 530? 
Six thirty. Yeah. Is it five? Oh, today was six thirty. We'll be on. We'll be on next Sunday. We'll figure the times out later. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, thank you so much for listening and for supporting us. Um, stay home, stay safe, stay healthy, and remember to always stay, stay scary. scary.